0: Welcome back to the AJC and yes 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 the big news everybody's getting pumped up Juve. What a way to start a long weekend that is obviously going to be one of the headlines we'll be tackling as well as all the other Mercado rumblings all right hope you guys are getting ready for a nice long weekend over here um, kicking things off with Friday Josh what's up what's up ciao JSKP and Omar how are you doing man? Eh?
1: Uh, Well, hello, everyone. Happy Friday. Uh, Id Mubarak to everyone who is celebrating. I'm doing great. I'm fine. Ready to roll.
0: There you go. There you go. Never dull moments surrounding Juve. A lot of news going on. Yesterday we were having, uh, well, the day before yesterday, we were having Zaniolo twerking for Juve. Maybe trying to give us a little bit of leverage there and whatnot. Parisi deal. That uh, seems to be halted, but I'm not buying that news, and we're going to talk about that as well. TV rights negotiations kicking off. Everybody's kind of fired up because of uh, Juve set to be in this uh, certain time slot, the earlier time slots, whatnot. I'm actually hearing the opposite, is that we will still have a lot of prime time, just because if you look even at last season... We were still the top draw as far as ratings go and everything. But everybody's jacked up on uh, Juntoli coming in. We might as well kick things off. We weren't going to kick things off with Juntoli, but maybe we should. Hey, eh, Omar?
1: Yeah, it seems like the biggest piece of business you have done
0: we're so gonna, far. Yeah, let's, ki- let's kick things off with Juntoli, okay? So, uh... And uh, absolutely, Apex. Absolutely, still most watched team in Italy. Okay, the Chihuahuas just like to bark. Speaking of the Chihuahuas, they like to yip, and they're continuing to yip about this Juntoli move, because now today you hear like it's this big, big ploy, and oh yeah, look at ADL. He got them to wait for one month to get Juntoli and whatnot. Juve was prepared to wait one month. They were also prepared to wait one year. It's not the end of the world. And I don't actually think that Juntoli comes in and changes the world all right now from joining. He's going to obviously continue to let uh, Mana work his thing for a bit and then assess everything. And then as we move forward, he will obviously get uh, his plan moving and whatnot. But this Mercado will still be manas for the large part. Do you agree?
1: Yeah, it it seems like it. I mean, those are big shoes to fill, big role to get into, especially, you know, right before the start of the Mercado. I believe it would take Nutoli a bit of time. I think he avoided uh, Juve a bit, you know, just to keep it legally. Okay. Not work, you know, under De Laurentiis and under Napoli. And he just waited for it to be official my guess is he'll be in charge of of the sales mainly that's what it work, and I think that's an easier angle to maneuver you know who you have to sell you don't know yet who you who is affordable who you want to buy where you should strengthen yourself and, which he obviously did well at Napoli with all the sales so let's see how he manages that but a big move for you nonetheless
0: yeah that's been really one of the sore spots for quite some time at Juventus is selling players and just really, really getting, getting what we think we should be getting, at least being somewhat uh, stronger in sales. And it always seems like we're giving up uh, a bit too much here and there on these deals. And over time, you know, a couple million here, a few million here, it eventually starts to add up. So it is uh it is a big difference. There's, as far as Jun Juntili goes, um, there are some still skeptical, saying we're convinced that this guy's gonna be, you know, the the savior, whatever, the be all end all, and uh, kind of downplaying the Juntoli move. But uh, I can't get behind that, and if anything, it's for the simple fact that we haven't had an actual sporting director. In that role, since what 2018, like it's it's yeah, been close to that long. I think I believe Marotta left that that summer, so it's like or just after that summer after the whole Ronaldo thing. So for me, it just it's it's a no brainer. Like this is going to be big, and the fact that Man has done such a good job with Next Gen. Obviously, now the other piece of news coming out this week is confirmed: Claudio Chiellini will be the sporting director for next-gen. So Mana is going to stay up. And even so far, let's talk about Mana because he's set to get an extension to 2025. And uh, he's going to be working directly with and uh, kind of under uh, Juntoli as his mentor. And that's also fantastic and big for uh, Juve and whatnot to get him uh, fully uh, developed and strong. And if you have two guys that are going... And if they find a good uh, partnership and whatnot, that would be massive. We had a good partnership with Maro and Paratici. And then, obviously, it all kind of went south and whatnot. But your thoughts on Mana, too, and so far his kind of operations?
1: Well, first of all, let's see who Gintoli brings with him. And there were rumors about, like, Napoli's head scout or something. I can't remember his name, but apparently that guy also will join uh, Gintoli. Yeah, exactly what you said. Uh, We didn't have, you know, like a certified experienced uh, general manager to look after everything that's going on at Juve. It was mainly promotions and like moves trying to avoid financial crisis for Yube. And just to get a bit back to your earlier point, um, yeah, the sales, I mean, I was fine with it when you were this huge club with money, then that's a given. You have players when they're at their prime and then when you sell them, you sell them for a discount, you just let their contracts run out. It usually happens with most of the big teams. But if we are changing direction and going to be this uh, club who buys youth like Napoli did, like Atalanta do, then we also have to add the sale factor into it. And, or admit we just want to be big again and buy all the big players and then We're not so worried about selling players, but I don't think that's the direction. Mana has so far, he's been in office for, I don't know, a month maybe since he's been promoted. So far he's done relatively well. I mean, we didn't have a whole lot. We had Rabiot renewing, signing Milik, and some youngsters here and there moving, but it seems like he's working nonstop on a cocktail of Red Bull and God knows what the guys being pictured everywhere like in a matter of hours yeah and um, time will tell i mean it's too early to judge the word but it seems it feels like a right move it feels like those two profiles would work together well
0: yeah and, and i mean long time coming long time coming this was a move they wanted to make and now we got to start uh, working on those sales we were talking about. So, Zaccaria is one right now that's being tracked with West Ham as a potential uh, landing spot, and whatnot. Finding a solution for McKenny, Zacharia, and Artur is going to be absolutely massive for Juventus. There are also some outside names and whatnot besides those that if we find some moves for, um, there was a list laid out and it actually didn't even touch the big guys yet and it was around close to 70 mil if we can get close to what we wanted and this is where I think you might get some big big dividends from Juntoli because he was a strong seller and whatnot if he can pull something like that off where all of a sudden we're getting 70 off some some of the dead weight and some of these guys that are on the fringe or whatnot that we can move out including some youngsters we might see as expandable. That would be a really, really big uh, coup for Juve because it's still not written uh, and confirmed and solid that we are going to move any of the big guys. There is a possibility like Chiesa, Vlaovic, uh, Bremer, all stay. That possibility is still there. There's a strong chance one of them will be moved, but there is a strong chance that they could remain potentially. But that's what I'm going to really have my eyes on, is if we can actually now generate some decent sales, rack up a good number without touching some of the guys that I think should be staying, to be honest, then uh, it's interesting. Vlaovic, out of the three, because we're hearing rumors about Bremer, Chiesa, Vlaovic, and whatnot, if you had to sacrifice one, who would you sacrifice, Omer? Because I did the Monday night show for the West Coast uh, viewers, and we had the guys from... uh, Official fan club of hollywood there and they uh julio uh, said chiesa absolutely he would not sell and he would be fine selling bremer or vlaovic and uh mateo said he would sell uh bremer no problem and uh obviously he would sell any of them he said if the offer was right so he wasn't stuck on any of them for me i would not want to sell chiesa or bremer that's just me so I think like, if I had to, Vlaovic, although I've always said I'd like to see Vlaovic if we had a coaching change or whatnot, but even with Max in another season, I just feel like it's too soon. But if you had to move one for me, got to my head, Vlaovic. But Omar, what do you think? It's a tough question.
1: Uh, I, I don't have like a straightforward answer that I can say, yeah, this guy, everyone has different aspects of the reasons why I wouldn't sell him. But I think I have to agree. Uh, I think Bremer is right near his peak age-wise and experience in the league. And Filling in for a CB, is n- I don't think it's easier than filling in for an attacker. And he also had one season. Since we're going on with Gatti and Danilo, uh, we're not going to sign anyone. I think those will be big boots to fill. Chiesa is out of the questions. I mean, don't sell Chiesa, period. I don't want to see him go. Yeah. Uh, Funnily enough, he's been rumored to go for the lowest price out of everyone. So that's another reason why not Chiesa. But if he wants to leave, I don't think there's much we can do about it. So the only answer left is Vlahovic. But if you were playing their cards right, I think they can avoid selling all three. If no one is really pushing for a move. If they sell the players they can and buy, you know, for the right amounts and don't go wild for someone, I think they can keep all three. I would like them to keep all three. I don't think we utilized any of them to the max yet.
0: Yeah. And I agree. I think, um, keeping all three should be a row we look at. Obviously they're going to have to, something's going to have to give. That's why I say like right now, you know, and apex alluded to it first priority is moving the guys that have uh, no part in the project moving forward that's the top priority to see what your dollar figure stands and then continuing to move from there because to be honest if you can drum up as high a number as you can with these guys that are expendable and whatnot and the guys that aren't part of the project that's going to be what helps save these other guys because we know we're going to Uh, be losing automatic resources in revenue from European play the conference league thing it might not even happen either okay there is a lot of weird weird things and situations I'm hearing okay as far as rumblings and whatnot I ultimately I, I can't make sense of this either way because you would think they would want Juventus in conference league okay to actually have a draw like a bigger draw in conference league and it would probably help that whatnot and obviously the story um situated around Juve playing in conference league and whatnot like but at the same time I would think UEFA wants to punish us at all costs some of us see playing in there as punishment so the fact of the matter is one way or another we're gonna take a hit on resources there so Juve's got a f- conjure up a way that they could do it and keeping all these guys might be tough. The books though, everybody that's set on getting the books right for FFP or whatever, over your three year term whatnot, not, it ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen even if you sell one of your big guys. This is why I've been saying for a long time, you've got to look at dealing with this with m- minimizing the amount of damage you do to your roster in terms of assets, okay? And even moving on Bremer, if we're talking about moving on Bremer, and then you start hearing about Hermoso or, uh, you know, Pal Torres is gone now. So he's, uh, he's settled and done deal uh, there. It's just one out, one in, and we're not really gaining any ground and whatnot. Juve needs to, in my personal opinion, do everything they can in keeping these guys around and still maneuvering out of this situation Xor and a bond and everything like that and people like you keep talking about that it's not going to happen the shareholders there has to be at some point also though everybody a benefit of actually being tied to these guys because there's no other club with serious ambitions or bigger club that wouldn't say okay you know what now's the time to do this to get this right you have Tully in, and that was almost one of my ties to this whole thing, is Juntoli's coming in. And if you don't have faith in a guy like this coming in to kind of get things right and set things right, well, then it's kind of tough. But if you're trying to do it without that, you probably are going to have to sell one of, your big, uh, one of your big guys, but you're still going to come up short and you're still going to take an FFP penalty. And it's probably not going to be... To the precedent they set with PSG. I'm just gonna say that because they were double the amount you're allowed over three years and they got like slapped with 10 million. Fine. I can guarantee you, we're probably gonna end up over that amount um, in terms of what we're gonna be penalized for is over double and uh, the allowed limit. And I guarantee you, it's not gonna be close to 10 million. I can already tell.
1: Yeah, that, all the all the situation has been weird. We learned that we don't know what to expect. We all expected the the salary maneuver case to be the most severe one, but that was just settled very quickly with no punishment. Like the the minus ten for the plus Valencia was enough. I failed to see what, why would Werfel want to penalize us, uh, generates more money for them. That's why I think they won't do it eventually. Maybe Juve will do it uh, out of their own will. And I have no issues with it. I I think the Conference League would be a waste of time and a waste of energy for Juve. And it doesn't generate enough money to justify playing there every Thursday. So I have no problem with Juve giving that up. The fine could be massive. I mean, the earlier numbers were like 23 million or something which is a lot. That's like the price of a player. That's a carrier's money going down the drain immediately. Yeah. So I hope it won't go that far, but we can't expect anything, not with Fi, not with FIGC. Yeah,
0: and, and, that's, and that's just it. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all unfolds. But pieces are becoming finalized and everything. So, you know, kind of kick things off. Milik's been renewed. And then you get into a um, uh, done deal for Timothy Weah. Obviously undergone his uh, medical exams. Wea's joining. Milik's been resigned. Quadrado farewell finalized. And, uh, hey, I've said it here a bunch of times. He This guy, despite how we felt coming down uh, the wire and whatnot, this guy checks all the boxes to be a, a, a legend and whatnot. Now, when people say legend, they think Del Piero, Nedved, you know. I put those guys all way above. We've been over this a bunch of times, okay? One way or another, Cuadrado is going to be in J Museum for appearances alone, all right? And uh, the clutch moments this guy had. I will thank him for his services to the club because he's been uh, he's been a great, great servant. It's just the time has come. The time has come. But uh, your thoughts on uh, the Quadrado farewell? Obviously, I think we agree it was time.
1: Yeah, it was time two years ago. Finally, that inevitable, a bit of sour ending with him. I, I don't want to reflect on his Jube career because for most of the time, he was a great player. He filled in a great hole that we were missing after Lichtsteiner left and all that right side. He's been there. He's been consistent. I mean, the ending wasn't pretty. Yeah. We have to say that, but I don't want it to tarnish his whole Juve legacy because he was sort of an icon of a certain period that was good for us in our history and through no fault of his own. That's just the way of life. He became older, football has moved on, and he's not up for it anymore. So it is what it is, but thank you, Panita, for everything you've done. We'll have, eventually, if we look back five years from now, we'll have great memories of Colorado, I'm sure
0: absolutely absolutely and I mean uh, uh, Sandro still up in the air what's gonna happen with him trying to find some Arab clubs uh, interested uh, galatasaray whatnot but nothing actually concrete being reported by Mirko di Natale as far as uh contacts and whatnot we'll see what happens uh Danza is gonna miss uh quadrado um you know the guy always uh, found a way and had a lot of clutch clutch moments uh, over the years and like Omar said, it's easy when you kind of feel or when fans or the majority feel like it's kind of overstayed uh, the welcome, so to speak, as far as how long they've been there. And then you can kind of shift and turn in uh, the majority's eyes and whatnot, as far as perception. However, it will come back around. And like uh, Omar said, overall, throughout the time. We'll look back and have many, many great memories that uh, Juan Cuadrado gave us. Now, we got to talk about uh, the Parisi deal. So this, so his agent comes out yesterday, says there are talks ongoing with several clubs, and Juve is not one. And this is not something Juventini want to hear because we want to sign Parisi and we want to bring him in this season. But I'm not buying that at all. Are you no, buying that? No, I don't too.
1: No, no. Immediately when I read this, said that's some agent bullshit, you know. just. But I'm trying to, to figure
0: out why would he say there are no – like I, that's the part I can grasp is why is he saying that Juve are in talks when, number one, his uh, own mother in an interview confirmed the Juve interest, okay? So they've confirmed the Juve interest and whatnot. Guys like Mirko and Romeo have said there's been talks and said, yeah, this meeting went uh, so-and-so, there's going to be another meeting probably in a week or so, but they're still working on it, and Ranoke is going the other way. These guys are have been the most credible, Skira, uh, Mirko, Romeo, and whatnot, and they've confirmed talks. What? Why? I can't figure out why his agent would be saying that. That's the part I couldn't grasp.
1: Um. to be honest i have no idea i don't know what's behind it i'm sure there's a reason that we fail to see the way the agent world works is is something we just don't understand yeah and and i don't get it either i don't get what he can benefit from saying he doesn't want juve eventually juve are the the biggest team in italy and like there's no shame in one thing usually we're used to doing it the other way uh, you know that uh, carnavali from sassuolo always brings up Juve when he talks about his players because he wants to push the price up and stuff maybe that's what they're looking for maybe they're arguing over prices and he kind of wanted to let Juve know that they're not the only ones looking and put some more pressure on agreeing with that two three million difference they had reportedly yeah, that, that's the only logical reason I see for him saying that or other side of it that it's just true. Maybe there aren't any talks. I don't know. And but I, I but I would say 20% that maybe even 10% that and 90% putting pressure on you to pay up.
0: Yeah, I just I just can't. Uh, I couldn't figure out why he would say I was just like, it's it's so bizarre to me when you have confirmations of discussions and whatnot, new meetings set and everything. And I'm just like, that. it's just strange to me, strange to me. Anyways, Parisi, I hope in the end we find the deal there. It seems to be Ranocchia going the other way. And it seems to be that Juve is just trying to bring that uh, price tag down. One of the absolute wildest rumors I've heard throughout this time as far as Parisi goes is when they had two youngsters involved, Ranocchia and Sule. And wanted uh, loans with outright uh, or obligations on both or whatnot, and still wanted the twelve million asking price on uh, Parisi, and that's where I just had to laugh. And uh, yeah, absolutely not. But uh, Ranocchia, to be honest, to be fair, is still a youngster. That uh, I it sucks to lose him, but obviously out of the the group. Of the youngsters, which is a big list for Juventus. He's uh, he finds himself as one of the names that uh, we can move on, but uh, he does he is highly highly touted as well and uh, could uh, be something special. But of course, could also not be, and it could not it could also not pan out, and that's one of the things with the youngsters. So uh, see what happens there. Now this one popping up. Recently, here and Anthony's been asking, and uh, we're gonna get to it right now. Uh, um, really offered to Juventus, Omar. Your thoughts,
1: Masraui? I mean, I don't know yet. I, I've only seen him play at Ajax, he barely played for Bayern. Yeah, seems like a decent player, seems like a decent footballer. Um, uh, if they were offered him the the rumored price was Bayern wanted like 20 or 25 million. And Juve are looking at the Kastan and suddenly it feels like there are a lot of options for right back. So it's kind of weird they wouldn't go to the, uh, for that, but maybe it, don't, it also came from his side and he didn't want it. Huh. But I, I don't know what to make of it because because Mirko kind of squashed that rumor. He said there were no contacts and Maspari wasn't offered to Juve. So I don't know what to make of that.
0: Yeah, and it just seemed kind of, kind of out there, like out of out of the blue, right? So it was kind of kind of a weird one, but uh, evaluated at uh, somewhere between twenty to twenty five million euros, um, with the possible uh, purchase of uh, Walker apparently for uh, the Bayern there. So who knows what's really going down? But uh, yeah, Mazraoui just kind of came up out of the blue. I'm not so sure how much is there. The Castagne talks are kind of weird because we were hearing mixed reports after we kind of solidified tim weah and everybody's trying to figure out how tim weah is going to play like where is he playing but uh castagne all of a sudden not done and dusted and still having talks uh pop up and um it's still saying that juventus is going to try to uh Find a deal there for Castagna, But uh, who really knows at this point. Uh, we're, it's silly season. You're going to get things left, right, and center. But we're going to keep things moving because there's a lot of stuff that comes up. And then these guys are kind of shutting down. You mentioned Mirko kind of shutting that down. There was Christian Romero links for a bit there. And Mirko shut those down as well. Okay, uh, But uh, we'll see, yeah, we'll I see what uh, those, goes those down. Chiesa. Chiesa, and this one got uh, fans kind of in a huff there uh, when uh, Romeo Gresti spoke uh, with our friends at uh, Italian Football Podcast, uh, Carlo uh, Nima and whatnot. And, hey, he kind of kind of shed to light some of the things that we were feeling is that it might actually come down to strategy and how Federico Chiesa is used in terms of uh, what's going to happen with him. And uh, in that 352 doesn't highlight him. But the other thing he also allude to as well is, in fact, the salary would have to go up. Like he is looking at a renewal. His contract will be, he's got the two years remaining. And that's also a situation Ailing Jr. finds himself in. But now I'm starting to see a shift. I'm starting to see a shift in some of the fans and what, they're saying not all, not the majority, but there's fans that are saying, and it's popping up more in comments to news posts that we put out and even in the daily update videos for uh, YouTube and whatnot. Obviously, the strong majority, nobody wants to see Kiesa go. You and I uh, alluded to that earlier when we were talking about trying to keep uh, Bremer Vlaovic at Kiesa. Nobody wants to see Kiesa go, really. The thing is, and what I've been saying for a while, is that if Juve has no intention of renewing Federico Chiesa, this is the summer for them to sell realistically. The thing is that now I'm seeing a shift with some of the fans where they're saying if Chiesa loves Juventus, if Chiesa really truly does, he will play for whatever the amount and he will remain and whatnot. Mm-hmm. The thing with that, like that, the thing with that is. It's all fine and dandy to say that, okay? But, but, you can't then go as a club, in turn, and give a one-year renewal away for 7 million euros to an Adrian Rabio and expect Federico Chiesa to remain at the money at and just sign on for a bunch more years. You can't do that and expect the other. Like, Federico Chiesa yeah. is going to want a pay hike. And we knew a pay hike would come at at some point eventually on his renewal. We knew that was going to happen. And I have no problems with Chiesa doing that. Again, you set the precedence with your other pay grades and everything. I think Vlaovic, we could say... Was a crazy, crazy, uh, you know, amount, and we did the same thing with Delik. Delik came in and was like, "Holy, that's high, high salary." You've got to set the tone, and they have to correspond properly to these guys uh, in terms. But I have no problem with Kiesa asking for more money on his renewal, and whatnot. I some might say his performance and whatnot coming back off an injury. What gives him the right? to ask for more money. So Omar, I want to get your thoughts on the Chiesa renewal portion of the rumors and everything.
1: Well, I think it's unfair to ask him to be, to expect him to be this Juve lover that would play for whatever amount. Cause eventually at the end of the day, the clubs and the football world don't see players the way we do. They see them as a product. That either you benefit from it or you sell it for the highest bidder. And Kieza has to think that if they look at him that way, he has to look at himself that way too. If he is a product that is worth this and that money and other products in the team get paid more even though they don't deserve it or whatever, then he's entitled to ask for what he's worth. Everyone wants to be paid as much as they're worth. And Chiesa is worth more than what he earns right now. And he looks around, and like you mentioned, Rabio. And we've been through that road with the and the issues with Dybala, wanted to be the top earner, and he had the right to ask for it. And eventually, we lost both of them. We have to be careful here to not repeat the same scenario with Chiesa and Rabio. And if I said it in the previous podcast, if Chiesa wants $8 million, I believe he's worth it. He's worth the investment, and even in a bad season like this one where he barely played and you know just came back in january he still got the goals and assists more than what i expected him you know at the end of the season i looked at his stand and said oh wow I, he actually got some in yeah. and so i don't want to let him go i i wouldn't ask him you know to stay at you for whatever price uh yuba wants to if they think he's a product he should treat himself as a product as well and know what he's worth. There's no issues. Every player treat himself that way. That's why your Del Piero's and Puyol's and all those guys are a cut above and are considered legend and stuff. Because what they do is beyond the
0: expectations and the way normal footballers act. And yeah. Chiesa is not there. It, it's, t- it's like, I understand saying, okay, he missed a good portion of the year trying to get back from injury and whatnot. He obviously didn't perform as any of our attackers the way we wanted them to or expected them to. Obviously, that didn't happen. And for whatever reasons certain fans believe, okay? But at the end of the day, this guy came for like, it's just, if you look at uh, the interest too, and this is another thing I go back to. So I see the comments in there. I'm not sure why, so Alex is saying, I'm not so sure why uh, the Rabio deal bugs me so much and whatnot. It's not that Rabio resigning bugs me. I've been very, very clear about this. It's the fact he's a, he made us a fallback option, okay? He made us a fallback option, and then he stared into a phone, clearly reading a script or whatnot talking about this decision he made. There's no decision he made, okay? There was nothing better. That's simple, okay? So the problem I have is that we did it so quickly. And if you think that that doesn't fall in line with other players and their contracts, you're mistaken because it does. So signing Rabio to a one-year at $7 million, but trying to get a multi-year, multi-year from Chiesa and tell him no on a pay raise, hey, it is what it is. But if you're going to sell them, this is the summer to sell them. So if Juve decides to sell them, all I'm saying is you guys that keep back and everything that say, hey, yeah, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Who's the replacement? Who's coming in? Like that's another that's reason. The thing. That's another reason why... I think we have to, we absolutely have to get things right, right now, because this is critical. This could turn two years of some struggling, trying to rebuild when not into a lot longer if we get it wrong. So you wanna sell Chiesa because you don't wanna renew him and you guys don't believe that he should be asking for a pay hike or whatever. Okay, in in my honest opinion, that's not realistic because what player's gonna look at renewing and not try and maximize their pay grade? If he doesn't get a pay grade from us, he's going to get it somewhere else. So let's say we sell Chiesa. Who then comes in? You want to sell Vlaovic as well. Who's coming in? Because Skamaka doesn't do it for me. And Hoyland, to be honest with you, doesn't really do it for me either. Is he and banking overpriced. on potential. So you got to look at everything. And we just keep going through this cycle of going through guys, not being able to like truly find... And when Chiesa did come back, I'm sorry the second striker thing, this street, all our guys were frustrated and you could clearly see, and nobody was excelling. Even Di Maria, Di Maria, Chiesa, Blaovic, Millik and Keane, that they weren't thriving either. So we have a major, major problem in the offensive uh, phase that we have to sort out. That's bigger than just the players, in my opinion, but something's got to give. Something's got to give. Like, now we're going into splashing from one, splashing to another in terms of striker potentially. But Chiesa, for me, it doesn't really make sense to move him on right now. $8 million, you might not like $8 million, but I'm sure Chiesa will be able to negotiate a bit and do some. I truly believe Chiesa wants to stay at Juventus. I really, really do. The Max Allegri thing, hey... Maybe maybe there's there's so much smoke there, you know, there's got to be some fire. So let's say that uh, that's one of the things. Tricky tricky scenario because Juve's made their choice there and people that believe that Juntoli's going to come in and this is now going to see allegri leave, don't don't uh, I don't buy into that one bit. The time has very much passed. So Omar, your thoughts on kind of this whole thing and coaching and whatnot and this this Chiesa situation that we find ourselves in.
1: Look, we gotta remember that things can also, you know, change in the blink of an eye. If you ever have a good season, no matter who the coach is, and Kiesa suddenly thrives, then things might look a bit different. Then he might want to extend and they're over the bad period and he managed through. And those things can always happen. And, you know, Rabiot scenarios where you think you have a market and everyone wants you and suddenly you figure out it's not like you thought and you prefer to stay where you are when you feel comfortable. I don't rule out Chiesa, you know, changing his mind and wanting to stay and making the same money that he's asking for right now. But it's too early to tell. I don't see how Juve replaces him with, you know, an adequate replacement, but something has to change in the lineup if your best players are not comfortable where they're playing that's an issue that you have to consider as a manager always you want to play to their best attributes that was max's thing of knowing how to utilize players attributes and now i kind of got stuck on this three five two i hope it changes it as quickly as it can i I don't buy the bremer can't play in a two-man system and stuff yeah i don't don't buy buy that either yeah, he's a defender. I mean, I don't know. I don't buy Kies but Allegri, if he stays, he should play to Chiesa's qualities, whether it's on the right or on the left. He's a winger. He's more, most comfortable as a winger, and his best performances for Pirlo and Diazuri were as a winger. Yeah. So it's I'm kind of crazy all... to me that Max hasn't figured it out yet, but he has to figure it out for next season.
0: I'm also not buying this thing that we are set on kicking things off with a three-five-two. Like even Romeo saying it uh, the other day, and I'm just like, well, what are you guys basing this off of? The roster's not complete until end of mercado and not, and they haven't even kicked a ball in camp or whatnot. I'm not, I'm not convinced we're automatically going with this three-five-two all over again, and I, I it's, it was. Sh- strange for me to hear Romeo talk about it and saying that he felt that went up because I honestly, I always felt like that was a media thing to be honest, like, Hey, three, five, two, but that's going to see Mac uh, or Enkiesa not to see eye to eye and he's going to be gone went up. But I'm thinking the whole time, the first time we heard about him confirming a three, five, two was when we saw the video of him sleeping on the beach. And I'm like, so what he's sleeping on a beach and like, yeah, I'm sticking with the three, five, two like, no, what are we talking about here? I'm not convinced we stay in the three-five-two to start the season off. To be honest, I'm not convinced. Um, last year we kicked things off; it was four-three-three, and they tried to go four-three-three. I believe Max is going to try to go four-three-three again. To be honest, but we'll see. Yeah, I think
1: so too. Based on the players who already signed, the players we're linked to that you know are most credible. If Cambiaso come, uh, comes back, Castan, Timothy Weah, and I know the Schiller is still on the roster, actually, then we do have some sort of a good foundation to play with adequate fullbacks. If you add Parisi to the mix, then it's fine. Our main issue was that we don't have any fullbacks that, that allow you to play in a four-man back line.
0: But yeah. eventually,
1: you know, that's just... For us, for the newspaper, the formation, it's about the roles of the players on the pitch, and that can change. It does raise the question of of Kostic and possibly Ealing Jr. too. Which I, I, I would love Juve to go for a, you know, a trio in attack of Ealing on the left, Chiesa on the right, and one of the strikers in the center. I think it will benefit Kostic too. I think as as a left winger, Without the heavy defensive work, he can do
0: better. I think yeah, I've always thought we can get more out of uh, Kostic as well, and whatnot, but he did have a he did have a solid season, uh for sure. We're gonna talk about so Magnanelli, I'm just looking through scanning through Magnanelli's confirmed he has left Sassuolo, he's gonna be joining. Uh that was a move that was uh called two weeks ago, and whatnot. So that's kind of another confirmed piece of business. We're going to talk uh, So Zaniolo, obviously, twerking for Juve there, uh, trying to give us some leverage and whatnot. We have uh, another comment uh, as well about uh, did anyone see that SMS wants to join Juve no matter if he can do it in the summer or even waiting to join next year as a free agent or potentially in uh, the winter mercado or whatnot. But honestly... Um, It's not so much SMS for me too either, but it's just kind of like that profile for me. Like Pogba's body is what concerns me the most um, is if we can get the continuity we need out of Paul Pogba. That was another thing that I held against making the quick move for Rabio and not waiting, okay? So these are the kind of issues. Everybody holds it to Rabio and the Rabio signing. No, it was the details for me. I had an issue with the timing and not waiting because if he could have jumped at something better, he would have, okay? Not buying into the the Bayern uh, gave him an offer that was more than what he's accepting at What? No, not a chance. Uh, And Man U also offered him more and whatnot. If Man U offered him more, he would be signing at Manchester United. That's the bottom line. Um, It's just... If we're a fallback option, there was no harm in waiting and to see what goes on. But for me, just looking at the midfield as a whole, taking that deal out of the equation, it's the profile. If we're talking about Rabiot, and I'll be completely honest here, and I'm probably going to be, this is probably going to be an unpopular opinion, but hey, sometimes we love those two, and I never really care if I'm in the minority or not. It's how I feel. If you take Rabiot in that midfield and games that he was not in there, I can only think of probably two times, three times maybe that season in games he wasn't in there where I was actually saying, holy shit, you know, we need Rabio in there. And Locatelli gets shit on every time. Every time he wasn't in the middle of the park, I noticed it tremendously. I was like, we need Locatelli in there, okay? Rabio, I don't get that impact. His best quality is his availability and his work rate. But at the end of the day, if you've got a big-money guy like Pogba and you need that kind of help in the midfield, you got to look for a different type of profile. That was my main thing, and everybody tied it to Rabio. It's not tied to Rabio. It's tied to the team and the midfield, okay? I don't think, and I've even seen it in the comments earlier here, I will take a guy with work rate, heart, heart, and all this, and this fight and drive whatever any day. Okay, that's fine. Do you have to pay that much amount of money and on a one year when you're in a rebuild to find those qualities? I don't think you do. I really don't think you do. But besides no. the point, it's the profile. So getting back to Sergey Milikovic, Savage, and whatnot, there is coming a point where... We're like, okay, whatever. Like, it's almost at the point where you don't even care anymore. You know, because you you've just you heard this name so many times, whatever. The guy's getting older and older and older. And my whole main stick was, if Sergey Milikovic, Savic, Fratezi were options and whatnot, and making certain moves keeps us away from it, then I'm bothered. Because at the end of the day, it's more of that profile that I think we truly need to help things at events. I think we need more of the creativity in the middle. And I don't think we should be banking on Pogba's body because that's a wild card.
1: Yeah, exactly. So if Pogba isn't there, I mean, if we start the season with, let's say, six midfielders that are Rabio, Patelli, Pogba, SMS, Fagioli, and Rovella, I don't need anything else. I'm fine. That's a solid midfield, in my opinion, with lot of options for backup and playing both right and left, double pivot. There's a lot of room to play in there, and no one is like constricting you to a certain type of of play style. Look, Juve, uh, the whole SMS thing, and I know there are rumors that his brother is looking for a house in Turin. Out of all the type of rumors there are, the this guy looking for a house here and there are the most unreliable ones, you know, out of the. By world.
0: the way, his brothers. Uh, shapeshifter card on FIFA right now on ultimate mm-hmm. unbelievable, man. Central midfielder, Vanja, uh, savic Savage, 93 rated. Holy shit. If anybody's got that card or really? haven't got that card yet, pick it up. It's unbelievable to play with. It's hilarious. Now continue.
1: By the way, I said mid season that I don't mind. You going for milinkovic Savage, you know, Venia, the, his brother, I think he's a solid goalkeeper for Torino. Uh, I'm not overly, you know, in love with tech or Perin. I think they're decent, but I have no problem. going If that's what brings us SMS, I think that's a fairly cheap option. But going back to what I wanted to say, UV, let's say Juve are the weak ones right now because we're overpowered by FIDC and UEFA. The weak guys have to know where their strengths lie. And for Juve, it has to be the attraction and the history and players actually want to play there. And if Giuntoli, who's been working at Napoli for eight years and finally achieved first cudetto and first thing he does is move, pushing for a move to a direct rival, ending his contract early and fighting with De Laurentiis to be able to work for Juve, that says a lot yeah. about what it means for, for everyone to be a part of Juve. And I'm not surprised that SMS only wants Juve. If he wanted, if he was open to listen to offers, his agent would have found him someone. EPL something, replacing Rice at West Ham, whatever would have gotten his very deserved payday. Uh, but the fact that he that there aren't any other rumors, no one else is interested, I'm not buying that no one else is interested. Yeah. I'm I really think that he wants Juve. Whether it's feasible or not, we have to make some sales. That's why it hasn't happened yet, in my opinion. But I do think he will end up. I don't think Lutito is going to give the money up. Not in January and definitely not next season. I think he'll end up at Juve. And it's fine. That's a good midfield. The six I mentioned earlier are good, hardworking guys with decent amount of technique and complement each other. I would still go for SMS. Yeah. That would actually be a ludicrous signing in Juve's current
0: situation. Yeah. The um, the whole thing with SMS, too, is, uh, again, yeah, as age keeps getting up there, everybody feels a certain way about his play. As far as Serie A is concerned, consistent, very, very consistent. But, again, it's not the be-all end. For me, it's just more of that particular quality, those traits and whatnot, even, like, a fritesi, whatnot, but, like, just Somebody really, really getting involved with more technical ability in the final third and whatnot um, would be big for us. But it's not bad by all means. But we're still banking quite a bit on Paul Pogba. I think if you're looking at our current midfield, we're still banking on Pogba. We're still banking on Pogba.
1: Yeah, to some degree. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and see, I like I love Rovella coming back, getting in there. I've said it. A lot. I can see a two-man pivot with uh, Loca. Uh, Fajoli's capable of playing anywhere in the midfield. Okay. Um, I believe to a degree, Rovella is as well. Locatelli is naturally a two-man pivot midfielder. Okay, but he can be the glue in a midfield. He can also go to Mitzala if you need him to. Um, a lot of people feel that's where he should be playing. I don't necessarily feel that way. But again, that's a lot of versatility there, and whatnot. But still, out of all those guys. Pogba's just again at another level. Nobody can question Paul Pogba's um, talent and ability. And I've always said that about him you cannot question his talent and his ability, whatnot. But right now, the big question with him is his body. And again, if we're going to, depending on how we play and how we use our midfielders, I'm not so sure if we were going to play with an advanced midfielder like. That the other guys can do as much as Pogba. And that's why I'd say it. another trait might be interesting. It doesn't have to be SMS or Fratesi either, right? And this is one of the things I kind of laughed about because I said, you got to be kidding me if you think, you know, Juve's only got two targets, period, at midfield. Like, obviously, there's going to be a host yeah. of other names. And the media jumps on the names that will gain more attention when not but there's going to be a lot of other links and we're just not really hearing about anything and every now and then and i'm trying and i'm working hard to get romeo and uh mirco di natale on the show it's tough during this time of year july we're about to hit we should be getting uh Mirko in july pretty quick here so uh still working on it and they always kind of throw you a couple curveballs in names and whatnot and i like hearing that more than the constant day-to-day about the big ones you know i'm curious about some of those uh outside fringe kind of rumors and maybe looking at the hypothetical of those guys James. so hopefully we can get that very soon and kind of get away from these guys but in the midfield overall though it's not really an issue like at all for me we could be skinny we potentially if any sales go down we could be skinny up top like, Illing Jr., continue. again, we talked about Chiesa's situation. Illing Jr.'s is kind of the same. A two-year two-year deal remaining. If they're not going to be able to get confirmation from the player, some type of commitment, that is what apparently is leading Juventus to potentially sell, right? So, yeah, it's a tricky I one. I think we're
1: kind of sad. I mean, if we're going into the season with three strikers, Dushan, Milik, and Keane. By the way, I think Keane... Will have a good uh, season. I don't know why. I have a feeling he'll pick it up this season and get much more playing time. He can play in a 4 3 3 either side of the wing, so he is an outside option. I actually don't think we need to sign anyone for the attack. And if there are good opportunities there, yeah, we should take advantage. But I don't, I I can't think of someone, maybe Wilfried Zaha, because he's free. As a left winger, then Chiesa can move to the right. But I don't see any reason to sign someone for the attack. So where where do you see our most you know our area in the pitch that we have to sign someone? I can narrow it down to wing wingbacks, fullbacks, and and a central defender. Maybe if we're going with a back with a back two, I don't even think we need that.
0: Yeah, I if we go back to I was saying I'm fine i kind of am and i kind of not because this is one of the thing while people talk about bremer not being able to play in a back four which i don't buy you don't buy we've discussed that uh, earlier i think he needs the right partner next to him and i can see him as being the aggressor the enforcer whatnot but there still needs to be a general back there that reads everything that calls everything like he's not that guy So even if you put God, what's that?
1: That's Danilo. But Danilo, I don't like
0: Danilo in a two-back center-back system. And Danilo himself doesn't like a two-back center-back system in playing there. No, if
1: we do play with a four-back system, I think he'll be on either side of, you know, not in the center. Either left-back or right-back.
0: Yeah, so going back to what I was saying is Bremer needs a general there. I, I truly do believe that. So if you go to center back pairing, I'm not putting Danilo in there um, because he's not comfortable with it. I'm not really comfortable with it. He could do it in a pinch, but I don't think it's something we should be basing it on. I wouldn't mind Gatti there, but then I think about the two and I'm like, man, there's no general there. And you got two aggressors, two kind of enforcers or whatnot, and nobody really reading everything, calling it. And it's all about pairings when you're talking about center backs and more the partnership than the individual's. I think that – I still say we might need somebody. I'd like to see Devinter come back um, next season and rotate in and whatnot. But, again, I think we might need somebody. But who's there? Who's there? Like, who's available? Who's out there that we could bring in that could be that general? It might be, hey, you guys got to figure it out. And can Danilo be the general from a fullback position? No. Like, you got to be – You gotta be there. Can the keeper do it? Yep. Keepers can do it. Will our keepers do it? I don't I don't know. I don't know. But I'm fine going into a year with Gatti Bremer, having DeVinter come up too. Rugani has been reliable for two plus years now. Okay. It's not the end of the world. Everyone's talking about Houston. Remain patient. He's gonna he was training with the first team last year. He's going to be on the summer tour this year, and he's going to be training even more with the first team this upcoming season and potentially getting some minutes in games. And that's good. But to think immediately get in the first team, I don't want him just getting into the first team to sit on the bench. I would rather continue on his path. Exactly.
1: And if, if we are looking at someone who like ticks all those boxes that we said, there aren't A whole bunch to pick from because they're either too expensive too old or too young the only one i see being possible and ticking all the boxes of leadership left-footed everything is americ laporte from city because they are rumored to be the front runners for uh, a Vadiol, the croatian guy and that would be they have they would have seven world-class defenders someone will have to leave And Laporte is experienced uh, he's playing for Spain and kind of leading the defense over there. Had a good stint at Sevilla, left-footed, big guy, reads the game superbly. I I think he hasn't been, you know, they didn't give him those attributes, but part of the reason Man City have succeeded to keeping it quiet is because he read the game well. And you need someone like that if you want to play on the front foot and press high. You need someone who knows how to clean it up. That's how Napoli did it with yeah. Kiming j So he's the only option I see that's financially and, you know, logically fits the bill. On the other hand, I don't... I think Bremer and Gatti and Danilo had, like, sort of a growing partnership between them that I don't want to give up. Because if we can nurture that into a functioning uh, functioning unit for the future, that would be massive. Both of those guys are 24. And if Bremer decides to stay, Gatti, I don't think he'll leave either way. And I think he likes being at Juve. Then we don't need to spend on anyone. Like you said, we have Huysen, we have De Winter, we have Lugano is reliable. If Sandro and Bonucci are out, we're killing it. That's yeah. a, decent, you know, a decent back line. I'm fine with it.
0: What's the update on Sandro and Benucci? Are they moving on? So, the Alexandro situation is Juve continues to try to find a solution. The talks of terminating, according to Mirko Di Natale, are starting to fade, which means that if they can't find a solution, they're probably not going to just pay him and, see, and say, see you later and whatnot. So, there's still the potential of uh, Sandro being around. Banucci's a strange one because Banucci we're getting mixed signals. Uh, I still stand behind what I've said the entire time is I would expect Benucci to be uh, a part of the uh, 23-24 roster. However, um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, it's done. The latest is that there were rumors that uh, Juve said Benucci is free and open to talk to uh, other clubs for other uh, potential opportunities. It, it's, it's a weird one there, um, but uh, Benucci is on my list as, yeah, obviously a guy we can move and uh, get uh, someone else coming in for and whatnot. Chesney, uh, I'd be open to making a move or not, but Chesney has been very vocal about finishing his contract with Juventus. But that would be... That's the issue uh, with all of them.
1: All the guys you mentioned are sitting on a high salary. That's why I see them move either for Saudi club who can pay them even more. Yeah. But Sandro, Bonucci, take are all like six, seven million. No club is going to pay that for those guys
0: Yeah, in Europe. Yeah. Now, going to get to uh, some fun stuff. And everybody, questions that you have, we haven't really tackled as far as what's going around in the events. It's fire away, storm the barn. We'll open it up now. Reminder to like the video while you're here, please. Okay. Thank you very much for all your continued support. All right, there's a number of ways to support too. Um, Super chats enabled. We have memberships too, and that uh, the private uh, WhatsApp group chat is great for uh, the members and everything. And obviously there's more stuff to do in, The uh, memberships, we've got uh, green room sessions that are uh, open for uh, members as well. Fired the first one out there a little while ago after last podcast. And that's just for extra stuff that we don't get into on the live shows and just some fun, cool stuff. And there'll be more exclusive uh, uh, content as well. Uh, The merchandise is another one. We've got a bunch of new designs. Gobo DNA Unleashed, okay? And that uh, gear people are really liking. So Amici Di check it all out, okay? And thank you to everybody who already has. I've got a big, big announcement, okay? I can't give full, full details, but uh, the team knows and uh, Omar had heard of whatnot. But there is, uh, if you're in Canada and even if you're not in Canada, okay, you might be in the States or whatnot, but there is something like really really big okay coming down the pipeline late this year okay later this year there's gonna be something very very big going down in eastern canada i will be there okay um i will be there anthony's gonna be there potentially we'll have uh lucci there as well i think alexa will be there as well still finalizing details but I did get confirmation that it's going down and it's going to be big okay I will not give you the details okay there are three names confirmed okay three names confirmed right as of now there are three names on the cusp that has a lot of stuff that has to work out to make happen. And there's question marks about their future in their respective fields right now that might keep them away. But one of the names is, it. it it's wild. It's wild to think uh, that this guy, I might be sitting there and having a discussion with this guy. And you guys will all see exclusively the AJC, okay? And it is going to be partnered up with the official juventus fan clubs all right so again even if you're not in north america we're so proud and honored to be the official voice and channel of the Juventus official fan clubs north america but if you're even abroad and whatnot i know the guys in jcd melbourne are incredible you know i know the guys in serbia with uh max who's been on the show here are amazing and i see the footage there is incredible uh, benefits to being part of the official fan clubs, and they take you closer to the team. And what's going to come down the pipeline later on this year is going to be absolutely insane. And uh, it's it's crazy that uh, we are going to be a part of it, thinking about it and how it's going to go down. And yeah, it's a big big tease, but trust me, when I can fully disclose this thing, and I'm hoping in a couple weeks, you guys are going to flip out. Okay. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. And, uh, I could only hope that it is, uh, the beast, uh, Sturado himself, but without, sadly, no. Okay. (laughs) No, (laughs) but, uh, well, you never know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, but, uh, that's not the guy I had in mind, but it's, it's pretty cool. And, uh, like I said, man, it's wild to think about and, we talked about this sometimes how far kind of this thing has come and we're still just having a blast and a lot of fun and it, it, it's crazy and yes it I'll tell you that much It's uh, planned to be in Toronto okay planned to be in Toronto but yeah it, it's pretty wild to think and honestly this all happens because of you guys and uh, your support and uh, you know you guys make some noise for us I see it all the time on social media and any accounts that are asking, hey, what's a good UV account? What's good? And you guys put us forth, It's huge. It's huge. And, uh, you know, the right ears, the right eyes catch it. And we've been able to uh, make a, a very, very strong partnership for ourselves. And I just want to take the time to say thank you to all of you um, for all the support. It's been insane. This year, despite Juventus not giving us everything that we would want out of the season and whatnot, still... Um, we had a, a very, very strong season here and we're not going anywhere. Um, and that's just going to be a testament to us, no matter what unfolds with Juventus thick and thin. I always say that, uh, you know, the, uh, the tough times make those victories, uh, sweeter. Juve is going to be back and, uh, the revenge tour will start hopefully uh, this season and we can get back where we need to be everybody. But Omar, you got anything to say to uh, the AJC army and everything?
1: Uh, Well, nothing, but thank you. I couldn't imagine when I joined Twitter and I, I got on the podcast because you, I think it was 2019, maybe 2018. Uh, You posted that uh, someone couldn't make it to a podcast. So if anyone wants to, uh, can offer himself, and I asked you if I can come on, and you said, yeah, let's do it. And that's how it started, and you know, a few years down the line, and we're here sitting every week, talking about it, the, the support. I mean, I've got to know a lot of great people and talk to a lot of different people, uh, which I didn't get here. I don't have like any close friend who's a UFA fan, and I can experience that with. So having to experience that with all of you is, is tremendous. I couldn't imagine that I'll be I'll be here when I join Twitter. So thank you all. I'm always open for discussions. If anyone wants to DM me just talk you, talk life, whatever. I'm open for everyone. So thank you for everything. And we'll keep doing what we're doing. It takes a lot of our time and we absolutely love it. I enjoy every second of it.
0: Yeah. What do we, I think the streak was a hundred hours in three and a half weeks or something. We, yeah. we calculated yeah, some live like uh, live shows and everything that was going on. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, uh, see, let's tackle some uh, Storm the barns here, everybody. And then, Omar, if you got some questions we want to tackle, we'll get into it. There was one there I will get to also in, in regards to the midfield. But uh, thoughts on Zaniolo and him seemingly being desperate to come and play for us. So we talked about it. We've been joking about it over the past couple of days about him twerking for Juve and whatnot. Um, yeah, I... And you even alluded to it, it's it's a good sign that no matter what, Juve has that appeal. And something I've said for a while now when people get a little too doomsday, you know what I mean? And doom and gloom and, oh, nobody's going to want to come play for us, whatever, Max is here, nobody's going to want to come play. Juve's got this appeal and will remain to have an appeal for players that play in Italy or whatever, want to play in Italy. Juve will be considered with those guys and there's a lot of guys that will still say it's the project regardless of champions league and they've been hinting at that and whatnot i don't think we lose our appeal um we lose a bit of it okay it'd be unrealistic to say we don't lose any appeal we lose a bit of it whatnot but we'll still be able to draw zaniolo i've said for a while i don't have a problem with him coming aboard um, I think he's versatile. I still think he could do some damage in the right setup and whatnot. Whether we have that, I don't know. But I don't actually have a problem with uh, Zaniolo joining if Juventus were to find a deal. As long as it was, it has to be a little bit low risk. You know, it has to be, it, it can't be a, a, a splash per se, right? But, I have no problems with Zaniolo coming in. Omar.
1: Yeah, so let's take it back. Like, we knew Zaniolo is a Juve fan. I mean, if you look back to his post from, you know, from 2013 before he was a professional footballer, back in the Conte era, all of his posts were, you know, pro Juve. He was a Juve fan. We knew that early on. And that's why we've been linked to him for so long, I believe. Look, if there's something we as fans want from the players, from you know any, any club, any group of players, they want to know that the players care as much as them about the club, as much as the fans. I want players on the pitch who want to play for Juve and want to be here and understand what it means and just care as much as I care about Juve. Now, of course, you have more appeal when you in, when you're in the Champions League. That will be even more interesting to other players. But players who regardless wants to play for Juve, yeah, the Zaniolo is, he is a talented player. There is talent in there that can be used. And he has friends in Juve. And he said, he said it himself, that's his dream. So it doesn't cost a whole lot now. I think it's manageable, even with like a loan with obligation or something. Go for it go for it he's not replacing anyone in the lineup he's not stepping on anyone's toes i have no issues with zaniolo coming if it's still Allegri, then yeah it might you know deter his progression a bit but still if he wants to be here i'm fine with it he is a talented player in my opinion
0: yeah yeah and i i agree too like i said i mean i have no problems with it if they decide to go that route we kind of talked about this before but Vedad's asking his dad's um, You've a legend. I I say yes because I have tiers uh for legend status and whatnot, but uh there are like those above legends where I put, you know, certain guys, Del Piero, Buffon, uh, I put Nedved up there, um but Quadrado's got a legacy at Juve and he will be remembered for uh, a very, very strong run with Juventus and whatnot. And uh, he's got uh, the clutch moments and he's checks off all the boxes, the appearances, everything. So I'm going to say yes. Yes.
1: So I, I wouldn't put him, you know, uh, up there with all the actual legends that everyone would consider legends. I I'll use a different term. I call it legends and icons. Icons symbolize a specific period in Juve's history when they were there, and legends have been there regardless and have been through several different areas of Juve but still stayed and provided Juve what they needed. That's why Buffon and, like you said, Nedved and Piero. If you go further back, then. Those guys are legends, in my opinion. Chiellini has been through a couple of Juve phases, and that that's why he's considered a legend. Quadrado is an icon. When you think Quadrado, you immediately think of a specific point in time when he played for Juve. With everyone who was around, Mandzukic, Pianic, Dybala, all those guys are icons of a very specific era at Juve. Uh, so I wouldn't call him a legend, but definitely an icon.
0: Yeah. I See, and I see it the other way. I think iconic is bigger than legend for me, because- For me, it's the other way around. No, because if you, and this is the reason why, because for me, Juventus. Somebody says Juventus right away. The names that pop up to me are those guys, Buffon, Del Piero, like a Chiellini, uh, Platini, whatnot. That's why I say icon. Those are icons of the team like that. They're automatically associated. Legend, you have a legacy with that club or whatnot but icon for me is is bigger because it's an automatic association with set club but it's fine we always go back and forth on this and yeah. uh, to each their own but we in a sense still agree that there are tears and he is yeah he is in there but he's not with the upper echelon but nonetheless he has a legacy yeah, called of- whatever
1: yeah. Call it whatever you want is still sitting in the same place for both.
0: Exactly. Of them. Yeah. Um so Cuadrado, yes. Is Max a legend? Without a without a doubt. Absolutely. Absolutely. You yeah. you can't you can't take away like this the 2.0 and how it's gone so far does not tarnish what happened before. And it's that he is one of the winningest Juve coaches, and whatnot. Like he's He's a legend. He's a he's gonna be he's a Juve legend as far as the coaching portion goes, yes.
1: Yeah, we can't say for sure that anyone would have done better back in that period, you know, twenty fifteen to twenty nineteen. We only can say for sure what Max has achieved, and what he has achieved is pretty remarkable. I mean we can't know for sure that Conte would have continued the same way Max did. We can assume that but an assumption is not a fact. The fact is what Max did, no one has ever done in the Italian league. And I think that puts him up there.
0: Yeah, I and and I agree. I agree. Now, we have to do, 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 take one of these questions. I saw it a bit earlier. We didn't get to it because of the... Uh, Discussion, but I did want to go back to it. I just didn't mark it, but here it is. It's from Vedad and it says open to discussion. But now with Brozovic leaving Inter, we have the best midfield in the league. Hmm. Omar. Best midfield in the league now with uh, Brozovic leaving Inter?
1: I don't think so yet. Uh, you know, on paper, if you look at the names, uh, even if you bring in SMS and then on paper it looks like it but on the field I think Napoli's trio of Angisa, Lobotka and Zielinski have performed tremendously together I mean the, they were very reminiscent of uh, Pirlo, Vidal, Pogba who complimented each other even Marquisio it just worked perfectly but that was only one season for Napoli it could all you know Tumble down without Spalletti at the helm. Suddenly, Rudy Garcia tries something different, and it doesn't work. But at the moment, their trio has functioned better than everyone else in the league. Um, Inter are weird because they have some names there that are not appealing, but overall, it did function well. I still think Barella is a cut above our midfielders. Uh, When he's on his day, he's a phenomenal player. I mean, I can't deny it, whether you like him or not. Uh, Brozovic leaving, yeah, he lives again, but he didn't play all that much that season. This season, anyway, it was mostly Chalanulu and and Martirian. So evidently, on the field, they were better, but on paper, with the right coach or the right system, Juve can can jump b- both those two uh, those two teams.
0: Yeah, if I think we've got one of the top uh, midfields too, I yeah. think that's fair to say. Uh, on paper, um, if Pogba can play consistently, yeah, I would feel a lot better about making that statement that uh, Juve's got uh, one of the best midfields in the league, if not the best midfield in the league. But again, kind of comes down to that. So we'll see what happens. Um, in terms, Jeremiah's got one here. Will Rabio become our MVP again next season? How do you guys feel? Are you confident? And I certainly am. He will be a force for us again. I think he's going to be in the running again. I I would hope he's in the running again. Uh, how confident am I? Probably around seventy percent, seventy percent confident that he'll he'll be in uh, that mix. Um, there's a part of me that's a little skeptical, and whatnot, but um, that's just because of one year out of uh, uh, four under his contract being strong like that, but. He picked it up right at the right time at the end. He's still on a short contract, so he still could potentially be looking for a payday, and that might play more into the chances of him doing it again. But And it could just be Max Allegri and the faith that that coach has shown in him as well, and they continue on their partnership. That has seen him uh, be labeled the crazy horse and uh, what we get. So, yeah, I mean, shit, I might have talked myself up to 80%. Um, but... Yeah, and I hope so, to be honest. Um, regardless of what I thought about how this whole thing played out and Juve maybe should have waited a little bit long just before making a final decision, I still hope for the best and obviously want all our players to be in the running for MVP of the season. But yeah, I'm probably around a 75, 70, 70 to 80 range percentage-wise of how confident I am that's going to happen. So, Omar.
1: Yeah, I think he just, you know, hit his peak at the exact age that everyone picks. 27, 28, that's where all footballers are at their best, in my opinion. Look, I love nothing more than players and managers shutting everyone up, all the criticism, I, I, including my, my own. So if Rabio can shut all of us up who criticized him and actually lead Juve to something and be a figure like, like he said in the past season, he wants to be a leader in the dressing room and stuff. I, I would gladly, you know, shut up and said I was wrong about Rabiot. But it's up to him. I mean, he needs not only to keep what he did in the previous season, but also even pick it up a bit. And yeah. with SMS coming and Rovella and Fajoli, there is competition to push him to play even better. And that's the thing, competition. That's what's been lacking at Juventus. Players were just, you know, uh, free, free rolling at positions because they knew They'll play no matter what. They're the first choice. Give him competition. Let's see how he fares. If he doesn't do that well, fine. We have other great players.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I think Alex P has got a great point here too about uh, Rabiot just maturing. Um, could very well be as well. Could very well be as well. Apex saying that Inter is probably going to be bringing in Fratezi going back to our um, midfield discussion and whatnot. Yeah, maybe. Inters, it's funny for me, like, Marcus Taram, they pick up and all this, and there's still all these other rumors, but, like, they absolutely have to sell. And it needs to be, like, a fire sale. So it's, like, I'm just waiting for this to kind of go down, but, like, they have to. They absolutely have to sell. So it's... Uh... Yeah, so they
1: already sold Brozovic. They lost the uh, screen here. Lukaku is not guaranteed. Dzeko left. Correa is leaving. And yeah, like it's going to
0: be... They're like,
1: looking to replace Gossens, Belanova. They didn't uh, extend the option. So they yeah. they have lost a good chunk of players so far. Most of them not for money, just either not renewing... That's or the, run thing the thing, is they,
0: they need money. Like, they need yeah, money.
1: So, so Nana is the next one for yeah. 60 million going to United. That's actually a lot of money. That would probably guarantee them for Tezzi. It needs to happen quick, but that's a huge loss for them because Onana was pivotal in their style of play, especially his passing. And you don't find a lot of goalkeepers with that, amount, with that range and accuracy of passing.
0: So yeah. either way,
1: they're getting worse. They're not signing someone better than Onana.
0: Yeah. Now, enough about those clowns. Fuck. Jesus. Enough. That's, inter- that's too long. It was only probably yeah. like a minute and a half, but that's a minute and a half too long. Does winning the Conference League do anything for Juve? Or does it just bring more ridicule? Uh, So here's the thing. This is how I feel. And we kind of got into it on Monday night's West Coast session. I think it's good in terms of how many young players are at Juventus right now. And I will always feel the same way. Uh, Any season, whatever is up for grabs for Juventus... We need to get after it, and no matter what, okay? Um, Does it bring more ridicule? It'll bring more ridicule from the Chihuahuas and the rival fans or whatnot because they'll downplay anything. But don't forget that they were downplaying us making Champions League finals, losing to two of the best sides ever assembled, and now all of a sudden it's a huge feat because uh, Inter made it despite losing to uh, Man City and whatnot. Um, so they downplay everything. They downplayed nine straight Scudetti even though nobody can repeat right now while the league's uh, kind of in the shitter, to be honest. So they're always going to downplay everything and whatnot. But for me, no matter what is in front of Juventus, it is important and crucial for them to get after it. The Conference League would present a great opportunity for the young talent that we have to just gain more and more experience together um, and uh, while not really technically in the young column but still young like I mean and definitely to me um, what I'm one year away from my prime as of uh, two days ago okay but uh, Gatti uh, big for him Fagioli Rovella coming with us um, Iling Jr. who I hope stays with the team and whatnot like Big for these guys. If we bring in Padisi, huge, huge. So I see benefits there. And for me, I will always want Juventus to get after it and uh, go full throttle at everything that is open and available and in front of us. So, Omer, your thoughts?
1: Yeah, it's a question of approach for me. Like, how do you approach those games? How, how do you, as a team, view this type of tournament? Are we going all in? like when we have matches do all the all our best players are playing cuz if you're in there they are major major favorites to win it so what happens if you don't there's a risk of being even more of a laughing stock by not even being able to win the conference league cuz obviously no champions league evidently no europa league and no conference league too there is a risk there that involves a lot of pressure for the team but regardless, like you said, I think this team really needs a trophy. Start establishing some, you know, winning mentality to all these young guys and give them a first taste of, of what it feels like to win a trophy. This could be a good benchmark for all of those youngsters. Um, financially, and, you know, just... In the overall season's very time consuming and not that worth it. But if you were in it, if they're approaching it, you know, as a second tier tournament and all the young guys are standing there, then I will view it differently. But if they're going all in, then they have to win it. Yeah. That's the
0: tricky thing. So Apex got a comment here about rather not focus on the league. It's good for the youngster, but it's a third tier tourney, and watching West Ham celebrate it like they won the World Cup was a bit embarrassing. Hmm how do you th- how do you feel about uh, Apex's comment there? Um, did you find it uh, embarrassing how they were celebrating? I mean, he's got another point here about West Ham celebrating Conference League was even more embarrassing when you consider their budget versus the other teams in that league and whatnot.
1: It's tricky because, like, you gotta ask a West Ham fan. Yeah. How he because they don't win a lot of titles, and they probably won't in the EPL. I don't see them, you know, climbing up there to be at the top with all the other big six, big seven in England. And so for a club who doesn't win any trophy, has has a meaning, no matter what you win. Uh, but I'm not a West Ham fan. I mean, Roma won it was their first European trophy ever, and that kind of, you know, brought all the group together. And they did took a step up. They, they didn't win it eventually, but they didn't make it to the Europa League final too. Yeah. So there is progress there. So if that's, if winning the Europa League for Juve is a step in the right direction and the start of of you know some sort of a project, and that will be like a testament to it, that this team can win, then fine. I won't laugh at it. Then we're Juve fans. I mean, trophies are bread and butter. We We enjoy them no matter what. You can downplay any tournament if you want to, and give reasons why why even the Champions League is not what it used to be, and it's not worth as much as it used to be in the past because the competition has dwindled massively.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know where I
1: stand on it honestly. I, I gotta see. I gotta see. I mean, teams. at the
0: end of the day, too, if they were gonna throw shade, like I said, rival fans and whatever, and they will throw shade at uh, anything. Juve gets shade thrown at them for absolutely everything anyways but again juve wouldn't be a conference league team if it weren't for the nonsense that unfolded so if they put us there and we compete in it hey the ridicule and the shame that you would throw at us is really needs to be thrown at uh uefa and whatnot and uh, all of them for uh, the penalties and figc or whatnot because yeah we technically Sul Campo on the pitch would not, would not be in that tier. So that's another thing as well. They yeah, they, they'll, they, they'll
1: downplay everything, everything would win. Yeah. That's the thing. It's only the way we view it and I would love nothing more than Cheffering having to give you a trophy. So there's yeah. also that in winning the conference. Yeah. Sticking it to UEFA.
0: Jeremiah, I'm going to let you guys guess. Okay. How old? How old is uh Berto? You guys, you guys can guess, okay? And appreciate uh, appreciated, sure. Anthony. Much, much appreciated. Okay. Yeah, June 28th, a couple days ago. Celebrated the birthday it was a great, great day. You guys, big, big news today. Juntoli done. Finalized. Nikoskira just actually posted finally. That is all done. 42, 44, 44. You guys. Holy smokes.
1: Okay, I'm not sure. Let's reverse those
0: twos. Yeah, I think it's (laughs) That looks good for you, bastards. 39, I want to say. 35, 37, 27, my man. (laughs) 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 Uh, How old am I? Let's see if you get it. Look at that, a couple 30s in there. 33, like me, there you go. Oh man, there's some of you are very, very close. Some of you very close. Dan's very, very close. Dan is very, very close. Okay. But uh no, you guys. Uh we're gonna wrap things up here uh today. Good, good live session. You guys in live chat, absolutely fire. We're heading into a long weekend here where I am at, okay? And uh I'm looking forward to I'm gonna be heading out to the lake, so your daily update videos are gonna be from the lake, okay, and uh, it's going to be, uh, I'm looking forward to just getting out there and just relaxing, taking it easy, all right, uh, 69, Jesus, for that. come on, take it easy, uh, but uh, yeah, we got a lot of big, big stuff planned too, uh, we're going to have uh, a lot of giveaways coming up very, very soon too, okay, so we've got um, a kit giveaway, all right, we're going to be giving away a lot, okay, I'm a man of my word. Max Allegri remains. That means 10 kits are going to be given away uh, this season no matter what, okay? And probably a bunch of them will be early on. I have fandomculture.ca. We have a couple of awesome, awesome box sets. If you guys haven't checked them out, you can check them out. And uh, they ship uh, across uh, North America, so unfortunately for anybody... uh, Overseas and whatnot, you're not gonna be able to get that stuff off there, but if you win it as a prize I will ship it over to you. Okay, so we're gonna have uh, some cool giveaways. That'll be through the official fan clubs We're gonna have meetings uh, and some live shows with them as they give us updates the US tour for Juventus Anybody that's heading out there if you guys want to reach out um, I'm gonna have a ton of info. Okay, so i'll be able to tell you where the clubs stand okay in each city i will probably even be able to give you the flights okay so i'll have flights that i can give you if you guys want to check them out at airports or whatever and um special events right now they are going to be setting up camp in los angeles seven days okay seven days are going to be in la there is a practice session guaranteed for los angeles open to Fan club members only. Okay, so you got to be an official fan club member to get into that open practice. And then there's a private event. Last year, it was an interview with Del Piero and Chellini. This year, don't know the details just yet, but there is a special event in Los Angeles on top of the open practice. Um, San Francisco, Santa Clara should potentially be getting an open practice the day before their game against Barcelona and Orlando also set to potentially get an open practice for official fan club members the day before their game there against Real Madrid. Okay, so a lot of stuff going on. I'll give you more details as they come in. Anybody who hasn't reached out to me, obviously there's gonna be a tailgate uh, party session uh, on game day in Santa Clara. That's where I will be this summer reach out a bunch already have. I look forward to meeting you all. Okay. And uh, mixing it up. uh, Last year was an awesome time in Los Angeles. This year I'm gonna do it in Santa Clara. And there is 30 of us from just the official fan club in Vancouver that are making our way to uh, Santa Clara, which is gonna be awesome. And uh, tickets are all set up. We are gonna be in the curva there in Santa Clara. And uh, hopefully, uh, yeah, we got the banners going, the flags going, but uh, they got a lot of praise for the setup that they did in uh, Los Angeles last year. And um, Agnelli went as far to give uh, the UV fan base an uh, open letter and whatever, and a presentation and uh, a bunch of gifts or whatever for everything that they did. Okay, so it's going to be very, very good. And North America in general, there's a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline, okay? So uh it's going to be very very interesting to see. Everybody, you guys enjoy your weekend. Thank you as always for your continued support. All right, and uh take care. As always, I'll keep you up to date. They're going to come from the lake this weekend. Fino alla fine, Forza Juve. Jun is a part of Juventus now. I remember because I keep all the receipts. But there were some Chihuahuas piping up Saying, Juntoli would never leave Napoli for Juventus. Oh, I have those receipts. And he was very adamant. And he was very, very strong in his words about what he was saying. With conviction, Juntoli would never come. He's not coming. You're dreaming, Juventino. Hey, dream has become reality. And to those chihuahuas, I say, Te... Even in a Scudetto winning season, they can't wait to get out of Napoli, all right? Take care, everybody. Enjoy your weekends, uh, and we'll talk to you real soon. Pino alla fine, Forza Juve. Yeah.